0: Let me drink water first.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh my god, can I curse? Oh yeah, I can Can, curse. can, can, can. can. <laughs> of
2: course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, feel free to curse. Now, welcome back to episode 3 of uh, Sit Down La Podcast. Finally, after two weeks, uh, I think we've been quite busy. Um, already I've been quite busy la, uh, preparing for light tonight. I think previously during episode 2, I did drop a mention about um, this uh, light installation. um. That uh, my art collective is doing for National Gallery, uh, and yes, it will be up uh, this Friday. Uh, and then, please make sure you come down. Uh, bring all your friends, bring all your friends and extended friends okay, and family, can. and grandparents, aunts, aunties. <laughs>
2: I'll try my best.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but anyway, today, uh, today is a bit exciting. Uh, we have we actually have uh, <clears throat> uh, extra people on board uh, for this episode, uh, because I think we, we ran out of things to say, ah. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so today we have, uh, Cindy, Cindy and Ian, um, Woo! say hi. Hi,
3: guys. Hi, hi. <laughs> hi, guys.
0: Hi. Hello. Hi. You all are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you all are nervous, uh, but anyways, uh, Cindy and Ian, um, are both, uh, Currently working in the architectural industry. Um maybe I will give them some time later to introduce themselves. But uh uh three of us, uh, Cindy, uh, myself and Ian, we are from SUTD. Um and uh, in fact all four of us are part of Lightworks. Uh, so maybe Cindy, you wanna you wanna tell the men out there more about yourself first? Yeah.
3: Resisting
0: the
1: ahead. patriarchy, uh? <laughs> <laughs> Women first! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. Go ahead and
1: uh hi guys. Uh, yeah, so I'm Cindy I am uh, I guess not so fresh graduate lah From SCTD I um, got my master's Back in December 2020 uh, Along with Ian And I got my Bachelor's degree actually much Earlier in I think September 2017 So That actually meant that I took about two gap years to basically fix my mental health up. <laughs> before I, I went back to masters. <laughs> yeah. And now so
0: this is what architecture school does to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. You
1: have to take a two more years to just fix yourself up. And um yeah right now I am working as an architectural designer in a Bleep company <laughs> Bleep <there. laughs> Yeah
0: No you literally <laughs> Bleep it
3: yourself And you ask me to Bleep there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, Oh yeah And I've been working uh, In This company For nearly A year actually eh, No lah, Like about 10 months Contrax Me wow. Yeah me, me and Ian actually Started on the same di- uh, Same day With mm. different companies so, we always yes. celebrate our work mm. anniversary together. <laughs> <laughs> oh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The-
0: celebrate the little things in life. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, man.
3: <laughs> celebrate yeah. The, the toxic things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Because we have even get into the topic Everyone yes, just... Uh, <laughs> just attacking the- <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay. Then, Cindy, uh, I think maybe you just want to uh, give a shout out also to the... To your to your uh freelance side,
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I guess I can say that I am also like a freelance illustrator slash like painter. I actually picked up uh freelancing back in school because like I guess architecture like gave me so much free time, right? That I I just decided <laughs> to to pick mm-hmm. up an extra job. <laughs> yeah, so so I started like doing um illustrations, graphic design um back then under the alias uh, Six Eight Kids, but right now I'm just using my own name mm-hmm. um and I also started picking up like uh mural arts and things like that in the last one year as a mm-hmm. side side gig yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, and another thing that uh I also do is light works, as as Shahid has mentioned.
3: Yeah, which
0: well, I, I uh, yeah, I I mentioned earlier. Okay, next. <laughs> no. <you're>...
2: So sad, <laughs> you just you just her away. away. Yeah, so. I just think
1: Shahid.
3: Wow, <laughs> 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 so Cindy, you're really done already. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's all <laughs> my life is.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, hi guys, I, I am Ian, and um, I also graduated the same time as Cindy for Masters, which was around last, eh, was it last year? Okay, December 2020, yeah. Yeah, Twenty twenty. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Two years back, two years back. But wow. uh, I, did, I didn't really know Cindy that well before Masters, because she was not from my batch. I always thought that she was older than me, but actually she's just... <laughs> it's fixing her yes! mental health, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so how I got to know her was doing a project with lightworks.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: the first time like I met her. And I thought she was pretty cool. Wow. First,
1: first impression yeah. things.
3: So a little bit about my <laughs> my experience in architecture, which almost non existent but I have been working in a small firm since I graduated, and the firm mainly does uh, small houses and bungalows. Yeah, that's the the nature of the job scope. And prior to this, I was in a very, very big firm during my internship. Yeah, and I also had a Mm -hmm. short stint overseas internship also in Sri Lanka.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I almost forgot. Yeah, you actually had a overseas internship. How long was that for? It was
3: for four months. Yeah. It was also a small firm. Ah, that's yeah. nice. But um, the firm is also a developer. So they are their own clients. Yeah. So the nature of the design work you do is very different. Mm.
1: Yeah. I, I, I saw the projects like on, you know, It looked look pretty cool. La. Yeah.
0: yeah. What the the internship one? Yeah the internship one. The overseas uh... much
1: more
2: interesting than your Singapore <laughs> 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 <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. It's Very Shout out to the Singapore. Shout out to the Singapore Can I ask, <laughs> Can I ask like where where was <laughs> your intern at? Oh, the yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, is yeah it? Like
2: B, uh yeah, your overseas intern.
3: Mm, it was in Colombo. Um the capital city of Sri Lanka and it was for this firm called uh, Bellman Studios. Oh,
2: wow. So,
3: fun fact, it was Mm. actually uh, presented to us by the Career Development Centre in SUTD. So, we are able to sign up and bid for it. And luckily, I got it. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: so cool. So, that means like in like the portals, right? They kind of allow you to do like overseas internships.
3: Correct, correct. But some of them
2: uh self source. Yeah. I see. FYI is because like um I didn't go to uni, so I wouldn't know like the life what life in uni is. So that's why I'm like quite curious lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. You have three people they got a lot of uni experiences to share. Yeah, it
2: seems you. like I can hear a lot of stories <laughs> today. Yeah. That's lots of trauma.
1: Trauma
2: for uni. <laughs> I, I hope you guys are feeling better now. <laughs> Now that you guys have <laughs> graduated.
0: Well, it's not it's not all bad. Yeah, it's course. not I all guess, bad. I mean, you really miss being um, a student. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I see. That's true, that's mm. true. Um and, and I mean since Ian mentioned it, right, um really the life of a student um as an architectural uh, as a design student is definitely very different from uh practice. Uh I'm pretty sure everyone here agrees with me lah, because everyone here is doing design, some sort of design or architectural work. And, um, mm. you know, so since we are already on this topic and we've been dropping hints for 5-10 minutes already, <laughs> so uh, actually today we'll just, uh, we, we'll be talking about um, really just sharing, having a sharing session um, uh, by Cindy, Ian, and and I, I mean probably uh, me and Vanessa can just plug in for experiences along the way. Uh, you know, how how is it like, you know... um transitioning uh from uh design school from architectural school into the professional field right because i think uh you know most of the time uh people who don't actually experience or go through the the um the educational experience of of design or architecture like they will assume that you know whatever you learn in school is directly translated right, right. directly translated is uh into the professional field <clears throat> but what they don't realize is actually the struggles of that trans uh, transitional phase is actually super intense you know there's a in, in fact it kind of feels sometimes like you're starting from square one no yes. and um and i think on top of that we are not just gonna talk about the the issues or the difficulties that you face um uh in the professional field but uh, at the same time, um, it'll, it'll be good to have uh, you guys to share with us more on how you deal with these problems, right? Uh, how you deal with these issues, not only um, with the people you work with, um, <clears throat> with um, the environment where you work in, but also um, personally, right? Um, and and when I say personally, I mean it really. Uh, we're really talking about uh, you know how you deal with your um, emotional well-being, physical well-being while juggling all the intensities uh, at the workplace, um, juggling with your uh, freelance and part-time, not part-time, freelance uh, work and interests, you know, all while trying to juggle with uh, this day job that all of us are doing right now. So, um, maybe you can just start off, um, maybe I can just drink some water first again. (laughs) (laughs) Very thirsty, Yeah, I'm super (laughs) thirsty well i so that's every day just so, but uh maybe you can just start off uh maybe just sharing uh, i think uh, all of us uh three of us Cindy, myself and ian we went through architecture school so maybe uh maybe one of you you want to share first like how it was like uh, uh um you know after graduating was it scary uh, i mean i i didn't i didn't have a chance or i did i chose not to go into architectural practice after i graduated i didn't even choose to go to master's right afterwards but both of you cindy and ian um mm. really decided to take the extra step um uh i mean for cindy even though it was uh you know uh, delayed by a few years but you still decided to go back and take your master's and pursue uh, architectural practice so how how was it like for you guys you know um after school was it scary like uh that moment when you just, or when you're about to finish, when you're about to finish your thesis and then you are start, already starting to think about, wow, well, what is practice like? Uh? Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the luxury of yeah, people guiding me so much anymore or babysitting me so much anymore in school.
1: Yeah, Ian, yeah. You, do you want to start with your, because I think your experience is the most like smooth sailing one. There was like no disruption and all that. So, like,
3: how is that? Smooth sailing. <laughs>
1: okay. Assuming, assuming... Less... less you make a lot of assumptions. Smooth
0: sailing just because he's smiling. You, you make a lot of assumptions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cindy, Cindy does powerlifting. Hey, She's got no. to make, to jump to conclusions. <laughs> okay,
1: True, <okay,
0: okay. laughs> Just kidding, ah. Uh. Okay. Not really, okay. No, but, but if but you take Ian two yeah, years, yeah, years to, to sure you
3: fix is. your mental health, you... You would have, like, smooth sailing experiences after that, too.
1: it still felt like alright yeah. uh, yet
3: another assumption <laughs> uh. yeah yet another assumption oh no the whole night we'll just be making assumptions <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay la, yeah I-, I can share with you first la. like as a student like you're always being mentored by your professors and then you you kind of know that um, mentorship is key to your success as a growth as a designer yeah 'Cause you, you can never really like operate as a uh, a lone wolf in the design industry I you Because you are always um always searching the need for feedback. So I think that this like central figure of mentorship is very, very important to you. So one of the considerations like after you graduate is like you worry that will you be able to find the same opportunities and resources that's afforded to you in school? Like, will you be able to find, like, a, a leading figure to guide you? I think, yeah, that, that was the, the main concern for me personally. Yeah. And I also, like, kind of dread it because, like, actually, like, while school is very stressful, I I also really enjoyed it. Like, I, I really enjoyed the research part that I did during thesis. So, like, and what, what, what we did in school was very, like, fictional, very speculative. Like, we, we don't even, I mean, professors in schools, they will really encourage you to, to think out of this world. And not limit yourself by like practical stuff and therefore you will get this impression that practice is about like uh, doing real concrete stuff building like really actual stuff and therefore like there's this like notion that okay it's not it's not gonna be as fun as glory really. and yeah that's what like, I was worried about so like how will the trans- transition be like and that's, that's just like half the story. The other half of the story is like your, your technical competency, whether you're able to keep up with the demands of like mm. um, all these things being thrown at you, look at new softwares. Yeah, because in school, there's always like this idea that students are more advanced than the industry. And when you graduate, you feel that the industry is slightly lagging behind you. And therefore, you really got to like move a step backwards and le- learn and relearn some old softwares. Yeah. So that was also the technical hurdle. I, I think. Yeah. Cindy, if you have anything
0: to yeah, add, this then is,
3: just feel free to like just interrupt yeah. me.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just i thinking. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean we always interrupt each other anyway. <laughs> true, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, but 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 sorry, I mean I mean before sorry, Cindy, I mean before you say uh your your piece, uh I think that's a good point. What Ian mentioned about um the last part you mentioned about the technical expertise portion. Mm. I think even for myself, um while I was still in school, I um I was still of course considering to go to practice because I mean naturally you take up a degree in architecture. You want to work in architectural field, right? I mean, who would who would um <clears throat> at the start of at the start of the course, we already think, "Oh, I want to be a banker after this. After I finish my architectural degree, yeah, like no, no one, no one yeah, does that." Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if, if you do that, yeah, do drop us a, a message, on uh, in our Instagram. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I I myself was was super concerned about that. I don't know why, but it was an overwhelming kind of feeling for me. Um, I think because uh, how we're being taught in school is like, there's always this uh the main software that we use. Uh, for our, uh, you know, as part of our design studios and everything, and um, we are super comfortable with that. However, we do know that currently in the industry, what are the softwares or what are the kind of tools that they are using at work, and there is always this anxiety, right? That, wow, these three four years I'm in school and I never even touched this tool. You know, what is going to happen to me afterwards? Do I even how do I sell myself? How do I put it in my portfolio to tell them that hey, um. Do, do I lie? Do I do I just tell them, Oh, okay, I'm proficient enough to pick it up quickly? You know, because I do know of of a few uh friends who who were just uh, wing it, lah, saying that in the portfolio, wow, Rhino five stars, Autodesk five stars. <laughs> 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 but actually they don't even know how to use AutoCAD. You know that kind of thing, like yeah, AutoCAD is something that they never really touched before. But hmm. um yeah, and, and it's an interesting thing because uh, I mean since you mentioned it like, for me uh, personally I would say that's, that's the anxiety for me uh, not being able to, to catch up but also at the same time I think what you mentioned about being able or, or having to take a step back because you um, or rather the things that we learn in school uh, or the way we are being shaped in school are possibly more advanced because of how um, the way we are thought to think is more conceptual, is more focused on um, creating something super creative. We are not being limited by guidelines, um, you know, whatever HDB, URA guidelines uh, out there in Singapore. uh, We are really just told to think out of the box and come up with something really fresh and unique in order to solve a certain issue, right? yeah, so I don't know, Cindy, what, what do you think about this, like, personally? Um,
1: yeah, I think that was also one of, um, I think the underlying topic of that, right, is, like, how you value yourself, like, how I valued myself when once I uh, exit school. Because I think back in school, right, uh, we were taught things, uh, our school made us touch multiple, like, softwares, but it was always, like, very on the surface and a-changle. they made yeah and, and they made it seem like you know it's uh like it's a very forward thinking kind of syllabus and you feel so confident being in school and learning all these things you're like wow I can code this whole facade <laughs> with like <laughs> holes and stuff like that right and then yeah. you come out of, sc- uh, of, uh, of the school and then you realise that nobody cares whether you go like, you can say whether or not you can, you can yeah you can draw the toilet you can follow instruction yeah, whether you can draw the toilet in the same the correct dimension according to like HDB regulation you
3: know, yeah and whether you sure. submit the correct drawings
1: correct, correct. And yeah
3: name your house properly <laughs>
1: and put guess, the correct dates uh, I mean, put I mean, the correct I mean, dates I mean, 2022 FYI not
0: 2021 <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's
1: 2022
0: <laughs> already uh, yeah
1: but yeah exactly that like I think yeah, it's the value of our skills and like our self-esteem. La. Like as a designer, what kind of designer do we see ourselves as? And uh, in school, I think a lot of uh, what we want to be is a firm. La. I, I would say that. Like, like what Ian said, hmm. um, in school, we have a lot of uh, mentors. Like mentorship is very important because our professors are basically they are uh, like our knowledge gate, lah. Like, I would say, like they are the ones who tell us, okay, go research on this, go research on that, and we will suddenly discover things that we don't even know existed, you know. But mm. and and that's why, like in school, these professors, uh, build our self esteem and all that. But once we get out of school, it's like the employers are like a hundred eighty, um, different from. Uh, our professors uh, are and, and it's just like crushing your your self-worth. Yeah. That's most of the cases.
0: Well is that a blanket statement? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, like, important
0: it's... question, not uh, important <laughs> question. existential questions. the you need years to
1: fix. Yeah, uh, well yeah, so also that's the thing, right? I actually experienced that twice. The first time I experienced like getting out of school and having to face that crushing reality. It was kind of very um. So you guys know, like the firm that I went to after I, I graduated from bachelor's, and it was one of the firms yeah. that is like notorious for their uh, work hours and work culture. Like. Shall, um, uh, it's,
3: it's... Shout out to, shout out to.
1: Yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah yeah this this company essentially. Uh, didn't make it easy for me to transition from school to uh, work because, like, uh, it felt like I couldn't do anything. And it was even worse because I was like, oh, I'm only a bachelor's holder. I I do not know anything and I cannot do anything. Yeah. But um the second round that I, after I graduated from master's, essentially, after I realised that, you know what, actually, it it is not right what the uh, what the industry what kind of expectation the industry puts on me. Like the essentially what I, I realize is that the industry expects me to hold back and just be you know like follow the norm la. Just be one of those normal graduates that can do Just be like, normal? <laughs> la. yeah, yeah can do AutoCAD everything do uh rest of the world. <laughs> Like that that's what they essentially expect, right? And after I re- graduate from masters I realized no, this is like the, the kind of skills, at least like the kind of mindset lah. if the company is not going to use my technical skills, it can use my mindset in a way that like I problem solve problem solve and um you know, process my uh thinking, like my method of design and things like that. The company can use that. Yeah. So I think the second time round I was more confident of like the kind of value that i can carry and it made it uh slightly just slightly like easier during during job finding and i think that that's how i also landed um this job that i felt like um kind of a, a good choice like like my boss is very affirming on the kinds of things that i bring to the table yeah that's nice yeah hmm. but yeah it, it's not all smooth sailing la it's, it's not just like For sure. um, Progressively getting confident Uh, After I graduate and all that There is always days that You know <laughs> I break down <laughs> I text I mean, Ian like, There are
0: always yeah, months yeah.
1: Uh. It's months, uh, like I suddenly just text Ian <laughs> Ian I'm going to get fired yeah. tomorrow <laughs> no.
3: yeah, I really
0: I, I'm going to
1: leave this industry Yeah <laughs>
3: Sometimes like, yeah, I I really yeah. can't tell whether you need comforting or not, and then I'll just say, yeah, yeah I'll just just prepare to find a job. But if I were you, I'll just like, no start start emailing HRs. Exactly. <laughs> it's
0: uh, a man's advice to a woman. Basically, just a uh, objective objective <laughs> advice. Uh. Yeah.
3: No lah, but uh, but I really help you to like analyze the situation and act accordingly. Like mm-hmm. whatever you do. With- don't panic, serious, because it'll really yeah. get to you. that's what like we learn in school, like during very stressful periods like submission, things are bound like to fail. <laughs> like you think it's going smoothly, right? But suddenly just one small thing can disrupt the whole process. Like mm. a printer failing. And some people will really get held up over it. Yeah. So it's a very important skill to learn is not to panic and just like focus on the big picture things. To be composed. Yeah, yeah, and move on. Yeah. Always see the big picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah that's true that's a good point I mean um, I I mean like you mentioned about you know you you comforting Cindy whenever Cindy's uh, panicking <laughs> have these bouts of months uh, where she's she's panicking Actually, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I only one job and things like that yeah la. I've been, okay. <laughs> eh, I
1: fixed my mental health okay I, I've been
3: stable <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I can't tell re- whether good. you really need validation or <laughs> <Yeah>. confident <laughs> and just seeking attention <laughs>
1: oh my god pseudo girlfriend <laughs> things. Eh?
0: <laughs> yeah but but it's a it's a good thing you know that uh, I mean what what you have just mentioned here is actually just like providing support like you know having this constant support um in this industry itself while practicing design is super important and I think when I said I previously talked had had a quick chat I forgot whether it's in the first or second episode where you know I actually asked you when um what was your experience like in or maybe it wasn't even recorded but i i think we we had a chat of, about this before where you know because i shared with you that in architecture school we have a studio setting where everyone is um in one big room you know we have tables side by side uh, and we are in constant communication with each other right so um we go through everything together uh, through submissions, uh, when yeah. we are having fun or relaxing, mm-hmm. we relax together. Things like that. Sometimes but, I turn around and I uh, see like Shahid
3: bring like <laughs> an entourage of girls into the studio, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, wow, this person testify. is really not fair. Really, extra hands to to do his models."
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. what, what call out! <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was literally one seven, one
0: one one. But but studio culture is really oh really fun God. in
3: that sense where you can really feel that it's a physical community.
2: And yeah. now it's a
3: bit of a pity because COVID really keeps to the culture.
2: Yeah. Actually, I was quite um, jealous, I guess, like for... I guess like the architecture like course in my school also because they kind of have their own space or like they have this space that they can go to every day and then like you can see everyone else like over there. But actually I came from... Or like I studied communication design in TP The sake Poly. And then, um, for my course, right, we didn't have a studio. Um, so, like, we go to different classes, like, for... Like, we we go to different rooms for different classes, basically. So, we don't really have that studio culture, even though it's, like, we are always around, like, the same kind of people, but it's just that we don't really have a space of our own. So, we can't really, like, claim, you know, that area as our, like, territory. And then, like, you know... Do work there until like late at night and stuff because people tend to like uh, book the rooms for other users. Yeah, so that was something that I didn't have, and I think I also shared with Shahid lah, like how actually having that support system is very important or like because like you know that there are like everyone is going through the same thing, so you're kind of like all in it together. But back then, like um during my time or like my time in school, lah, it's like some some of the students, right, it's like, after you're done ready, then you, you just go and, like, like, go back home and, like, do your own stuff. But then again, it might be because, okay. yeah, it might be because, like, the work that we do are, like, quite different. Yeah, since ours is, like, very digital, like, not as hands-on, la. Yeah. And it's very, like, I guess, individual, like, a lot of indig- individual work. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that we need to, like, do on our own. So we can't really, like, um, or like some people right they'll be a bit like or like don't want to share their work with other people
1: <laughs> yeah
2: so so you know you kind of have that like toxic design culture yeah so that's yes. one thing that kind of like disrupts the like how bonded we can actually be like. Yeah. yeah actually in architecture yeah, school that sounds... there, there's a lot of that also mm. it's just that specifically I think
1: our kind of people like this group like essentially is the the kind that like very noisy always like calling out people from across the <laughs> thing. yeah but but there are people like that
0: like we, we don't mm. take we don't take bullshit yeah kinda. that's good yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean
0: yeah I mean we have a lot of shit to share like, <laughs> if we were to start calling out things and- <laughs> Because I think I think every now and then, okay. See, when when did we last? Uh, okay, masters aside, when did we actually graduate with our bachelor's? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah.
3: right? Yeah, correct. Yeah.
0: Since twenty nineteen, now it's already twenty twenty two, and we still are ranting about the same shit that happened like three four <laughs> years ago. <Yeah. laughs> like like we are still like, hey, remember that okay. time, last time, is... last time, last <laughs> time this thing that thing. Is
3: that like? Um, I-, I guess we, we take a
0: lighter view of things. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah trauma <laughs> D- don't know whether it's really trauma trauma on our end or on their end. Uh, we, <laughs> sometimes sometimes I feel like, um, uh, okay, there, there, there are pros and cons, right? Like, for example, Ben, you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really feel for you, like, I, I mean, or other design uh, fields, right, That or specializations that don't really have this opportunity of having a, a studio because I feel like no matter what... um special a design specialization you are in i think having a studio or a studio space is always super important because um we can say the same for architecture we can say the same uh like our studio work are mostly individual no like okay we do have studios where we we are partnered with someone else or we do things in a group of 3 or 4 but most of the time it's really an individual project but um that being said uh having being in a studio right will allow you to always bounce ideas with each other so it doesn't matter you know whether it's is you're you're working on a project alone uh or you're asked you're asked to do a submission on your own but uh when you are in trouble or when when you need some input and some feedback you can always talk to a friend on or your partner beside or you can shout across the room like cindy always does you know, and, <laughs> and just call, call someone you know for their input hey what do you think of this shape uh? is my triangle looking <laughs> building looking good or things like that you know so yeah. um it really helps a lot and and most of the times i would i would say uh, most of the times even though you don't get like valuable feedback or things that you can actually apply to your work it it still does help in terms of um you know, it's a form of release. Mm. Don't you guys think so? Like being able to express. Like sometimes, uh you 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 design something on your own. You work on a project on your own. But if you have no one to talk to, uh, or, or or just release, uh, just shout to her uh, Sometimes you just want to shout in someone's <laughs> face oh, for no reason. Sure, does <laughs> this <laughs> just to release. I mean, I, I mean, I can
1: testify.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I don't know, man. I mean, uh, it's it's really a, a form of release, lah. you, you just need to decompress. Um, sometimes yeah. or all the mm. time, uh, in order to be able to to think or to to refresh your thoughts, to be able to think creatively, mm. come up with new ideas. Yeah. Um, but I
2: think it's good yeah. that like they kind of reciprocate. Like they don't really take it too hard, you know. Cause like you know, sometimes like you know, if you Depends, if you shout, right yeah. then yeah. if they if they feel like you're really angry, then you become <laughs> tense. Then everything will just be like, like everyone just <laughs> like what the fuck is going on right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I would say, I would say things like this do happen uh, in a studio setting. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't got to the cons part of it yet. So, the, the pros are always, like what I've mentioned earlier, you know, being able to collaborate, being able to to decompress with uh, the people mm. around you. But, at the same time, sharing a space, uh, just like in a, uh, in a setting of a, of a family, or living in a, sharing a, a place with housemates, for example, right? So, you're always trying to accommodate for each other. Uh, you, the space is not your own, you know. But somehow there are always people who are overstepping boundaries. Uh, in in studio, for example, uh, um, you ha- you always have a lot of stuff on your table. You no, know? every time we, we especially when we're working on models, uh, we always have you no know, tapes, glue, pen knife. Every time the freaking pen knife we get lost. I don't know why. Uh, the pen knife, um, pen knife or the glue. Maybe, maybe maybe the the two three nights before submission uh, somehow it will disappear from from your table like magically disappear <laughs> from the table and and this is this is one small case of overstepping boundaries uh, where people will just take things from your table or or they they, they don't have the a glue or pen knife right then they, they get panicky then they will just see the closest thing that they can mm. grab and then they will just grab and take and then use but the problem is they don't return oh, yeah. and and small things small things like this I mean it may sound petty when I say it but actually small things like this actually affects you a lot because at the same time you are trying to fix your mm. model you, know? you are trying to, to complete your submission but but all these small hurdles all this unnecessary shit that is going on uh, because of just people not being responsible or um overstepping boundaries really affect um, the the studio, the studio culture in general. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. I think sometimes it, it comes from like the it's just being selfish, and I think at times even competitive. So like the big scale, what what should I describe? Right, like it happens in multiple things, not just like things in studio, but even things like in fabrication lab. So so our school has like a fab lab that is essentially. Just a uh, space to hold, like, equipments to do, like, hardware stuff. La. And for architecture uh, students, one of the main things that we use is the laser cutter. It's, mm-hmm. like, the the gold star in for, like, SUTD, ASD students, mm-hmm. like, LK students. Like, oh, we have a laser cutter to build our model. But the thing is, right, laser cutter, we only have, like, six machines in school. And they are, like... Three different batches completing the uh completing their project in the same week, uh fighting for slots, and mm-hmm. sometimes people will really just be nasty like uh, anyhow you know quietly steal people's slot and then the the person mm-hmm. that gets like um, that lose their slot starts sending like one two pages like a message on WhatsApp just scolding everybody wow. and then everyone just just gets Drama. so petty Singles <laughs> equal <impossible. Yeah. laughs> <It can> start Yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's like it's just stress that makes people start like prioritizing themselves way too much. Like it's okay to do whatever you need to do to to finish your task but it's really like unless they just don't care about others uh Mm. Yeah There they are the people Who really
0: don't care About the rest of the studio mm. Yeah. Mm. It happens a lot Yeah 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 that's true It it really happens So many times I mean if you we were To really down here And I was to ask you guys A question hey, Can you share sp- Some specific examples Of what happened in the past I think we, we will yes. uh, Continue yeah. on and on yeah, for Too hours. many
3: already. Yeah You can yeah. go on a world tour
0: <laughs> 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 Oh that's <laughs> But by the way the, the world tour thing is an, is an inside joke uh. it's really um so so okay lah. i mean perhaps since you mentioned it so maybe i can share so last time during uh it was during uh the, the day before pinup so all of us have our models complete and we need to shift all our posters and our models to the presentation hall lah. Uh, let's just let's, let's put it that way so um, the presentation hall is actually a few blocks away from where we are, like from where uh, where our studio was, uh, and we were provided, or rather, our, um, what do you call it? Our studio, like our group lah, uh, there there are seven seven different studio groups, um, but our group we requested for a kind of like a shelf trolley kind of thing, uh, where the shelf has wheels lah, and you can push around. Mm-hmm. So it was meant to actually, uh, where where you can put your models and uh, you know just uh, trolley them safely and quickly to to the presentation hall. Um, but there was just uh, dur- during this time, that, um, it was uh, there was this incident where uh, a friend of ours he decided to just take the trolley from our side. And our um, and my model, which was super fragile at that time, we did a super detailed model of uh, my partner and I. We had we loaded our model onto the shelf ready. It was just our model on the shelf. But he just decided to put his model and bring it around school towards the presentation hall. And and our model was still on there. Like it wasn't really ready for transportation. Uh, we just put it on there, but we still had things to do, something mm-hmm. like that. And without even asking us for permission, without even asking, you know, so so I mean in in this case, right? Um it really shows uh, like sometimes when people are desperate or maybe they're not even desperate. Sometimes they don't really think about other people or, you know, it when, when, um, it really comes down to like just being selfish. Uh. Mm. Right. They just care about whether their stuff gets done and they just want to go back and sleep or rest and eat. You know, they don't really think about other people who are still like trying to rush out on other things. Um, it's really dumb. La. I mean, uh, it, but, at the same time, I would say this this kind of shit is is really bound to happen in in a shared space like this, mm-hmm. no? Um but actually one thing that I would like to ask also. Um at the workplace, right, in a professional setting, uh, do things like this happen? Like I'm not saying stealing stationery, <laughs> la, but <laughs> because because uh, you, you all have your own stash uh, like the office has your own stash of stationery everything but um, you know the act of being selfish or you know the competitiveness in a in an office setting um, in the architectural industry what, what is it like uh, for you guys like what do you think I give you five minutes to think, yeah. <laughs> five minutes of silence.
1: I don't think it's comparative <laughs> la, because because I think it's. Uh, how do you say uh, Either people do, don't really care that much, or like. Actually, uh, maybe the higher ups, like the, the director kind of status. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, in my company specifically, because they are such a big uh, company, right? Sometimes. There are projects that get, like, um, you know, kind of, like, pulled around, like, uh, someone wants this project, and then, or someone doesn't want this project, and mm. then throw to another team to, for them to suffer, you know, things like this, yeah.
2: So, uh, they can kind of choose, like, what projects they want to take, is it? I mean, yeah, because the higher-ups.
1: Uh, I, I don't think it's choosing, it's rather, like, the... Basically, the licensed architects, they, they have, like, my, my, the way my team works, uh, is that there is, like, one, uh, director, and Mm -hmm. then multiple associate directors, and then multiple different teams again. So, it branches out a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, everything goes to, like, the main director. And then, the main director will just say, like, eh, who wants this one? You know, it's one thing. And then, um, the different, like, associate directors, they have very different ways of, like, Treating a project and treating their teams ah uh. so sometimes it, it's just like uh I guess comparative in a sense of who gets the easier project who gets the more like profitable projects who gets like the the confirmed can finish don't need to delay kind of projects kind of thing ah uh. yeah mm-hmm. but not not as petty as school uh, obviously cause yeah but
0: that's huge you know yeah, like yeah now we are talking about huge projects actually actually things that bring incentive or brings brings the moolah, you know to mm. the company yeah uh, and if you can prove yourself like that you can you can pull it off very well then you actually will be getting all the, oh, the cut exactly point for it. like
1: in mm. my company yeah,
0: so it's really huge things
1: yeah, yeah. yeah in my company there are small teams that lose out to this and they get absorbed into a, a bigger team like oh, wow. so that's, yeah. nice. that's and very sometimes interesting, right? directors. Yeah, the directors just like not lose their job like but basically lose the, the power, the hierarchy of that, that that they originally had.
2: Yeah. Well that's damn scary, sir. But this is present like for big bigger companies, right? Mm.
3: I can safely say the same like, like whatever Cindy said is true because I was also from like almost the same size firm as like mm. Cindy previously, like a similar kind of firm of a certain size, and that is really how they operate. So Mm. like if that firm, like for example, if there's like a public competition that they really want to win, right, they will have an internal competition before they submit. And then because (laughs) they have the muscle power, they're so big, right, and if they really, really want to win that project, they will send in at least five different entries to it. So at the end of the day, right, they will win at least one yeah. Oh my and god. That's that's crazy. And within that competition period, you can see really, like, because the office is an open open concept, open plan, you can see everyone, but for that period of competition, you can see people start shutting off. Like, they start hiding in rooms. Like, please shut it off. Like, no no Whoa. entry. Like, we we're discussing <laughs> this, uh, like, top secret scheme. Oh they my will, god. like, fight again. Whoa. The directors will fight against each other. So they really pitch like, KPI against each other. Yeah.
1: Why? Okay, my, my not so oh. bad. <laughs> Mine
3: I don't know oh, That's interesting
1: huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah But isn't that like Illegal Ian? Actually I don't know I forgot all my law stuff Really But isn't that illegal You <laughs> <From>, need to <like, laughs> tell You're free to
3: do Whatever you want <laughs> Yeah I guess is within it? the firm, it's, it's totally illegal Yeah It's just like Colleagues like Bringing out the best In each other If you put it In a nice way right? <laughs> yeah.
1: but It's like Conflicting interests Within the same company Right Like the The main CEO Is essentially Just like You know betting against, like, their different employees. And then, mm. yeah, it's, it's conflict within the company. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wouldn't this, like, this. But affect, like, the politics, I guess, in the company? Yes, yeah. Because, yeah, like... It's,
3: it's very political in a big firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah.
2: Is but having crazy.
3: been working in a smaller practice, is very different, I think. It's, it's really very different. Like, I don't feel that there's a strong sense of competition now, but more of, mm. like, a collaborative spirit. Because you're so small, it's really all hands on board. I see. When it comes to the crunch time, mm. people will really try to help each other. I really see that happening. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's nice. So, in a smaller in a smaller firm, right? Um, would you say that it is necessarily less stressful? Would you say that or? Uh,
3: that one is also subjective, right? Because. Mm. With the smaller scale also comes greater attention to detail and you need mm. you need a set of different mental capacity to handle the kind of level of detail. It's more personal relationships you form with your clients. Mm. Like um, all your projects are really you and the client. There's no team leader. There's no hierarchy at all. Mm. Like for example like the way my firm is structured is every employee gets their own project. Like they have their own mm. set of clients. Like for mm. me myself I have like three to four of my own clients which my superiors don't interfere at all in the design process. Mm. Yeah. They're just there to, like, nice. scaffold and mentor you.
2: I see.
3: Yeah.
2: Would you uh, prefer... With that kind of
3: responsibility, mm. is also more stress.
2: Yeah. Mm, I see, <laughs> I see. I got a question, ah. Uh. So, like, when you were talking about, like, bigger firms and, like, small- smaller firms, which environment would you personally, like, prefer? Um. For me, personally,
3: when... I started out, I think I, I would prefer a smaller environment because mm. I, I want to see like the completion of a process from mm. start to end. I feel that that makes a difference. Like, mm. It gives you a sense of confidence, having, um, being being able to take a project from its conceptual stage all the way to construction. Yeah. Mm. I think I'll, I'll value more in seeing the big picture start to finish. Yeah.
1: Mm, yeah. I as in yeah, actually I am very conflicted about this in a sense that I know there are pro- pros to smaller companies. Like the the company that I worked at after my bachelor's decision. I felt yeah. like I love the kind of projects and like the work structure like essentially. Like the it's smaller scale projects but all your decisions are very influential. For mm-hmm. example, whatever I propose, right, I know that it's probably going to be built. Exactly. In bi- yeah, in bigger companies, right, I have to go through like my engineers, my project manager, my uh, contractor, like multiple people that will eventually say no. This kind of the, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the
0: contractor's grandfather and great grandfather, <laughs> yeah, so everything I have to. Yeah. My, yeah, my great <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> Everyone has to say a, uh,
1: has to say a thing, ah, and eventually mm-hmm. it will just be like, no, you know? So I think there is a fun to working in, uh, there is a fulfillment like, working in small companies. And mm. yeah, but but I think in bigger companies, the pros is just like because things, I could say I guess it's like slightly slower just because the projects are much bigger and people understand that it will affect like bigger things. For example, like just the choice of uh floor tile, it will affect like hundreds of units. So it takes a while to get mm. processed and stuff like that. So the, the pace is much slower. For me, la, I guess this differs from company to company, yeah, whether big or small. But I think in bigger companies, it's okay to take decisions slower and the work uh, pace is much slower. And I guess there is more work life balance in, in bigger companies. Mm. Yeah, it, it that is in my opinion. But of mm. course, it's, it's less fulfilling, la, because of the whole how influential like your decision making is. Yeah. Right,
0: like how much impact your your voice can make, right, mm. in that in that huge space, because, yeah, I I can see how how it is difficult. I mean, um, I'm working in the public service, so the public service i mean in general it's not small lah, right like most most uh organs of state or government bodies are, are quite big like the population is quite big um and especially right now i think um you know with covid everything is going towards the digital space everyone is trying to push digital content whatever is being whatever is physical everyone wants to digitize it right now and the problem with this is that um the development of these digital things has been, has not been super, has not been consistent before COVID. Um, it was there, but it's slowly developing, right? Because there was no urgent need for it. Like people know eventually they will need it, but it's not so soon. But so, so when, when COVID finally hit, everyone just realized, oh my God, I have to branch out or I have to I have to pivot. If not I'm gonna lose out, right? Uh so this is when everyone everyone is just everyone is just rushing. And and because of this, right, a lot of people I feel that uh it's not only the public service, but in general, uh, um in the design industry or in anywhere else, if people don't catch up, like they will really lose out and um it's 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 gonna be super difficult for them, uh, Hence uh, in in my position, uh, I mean in my role, right? Um, the challenge comes where you actually have to, and especially being a new, not say not say so new lah. Uh, I mean, I have been in the I've been in the a, a company for one year plus, but um, I still feel like it's not so easy to be that one person to have your um, thoughts opinions or voices heard all the time uh especially to people who has been in the company for 10 20 years you know um uh not referring specifically to my company because i feel that i'm, I'm quite blessed like, in my company like people are quite open-minded about about change uh, about things but uh you know at the same time i'm just saying you know in general uh it's not so easy to shape whatever that has been molded for 10 20 years you know it's, it's not easy to um, to break it down and build it up back again, you know, with a new mindset. Uh, and I feel that, you know, um, I mean, yeah. when, for example, like you, you are working in a small firm or so, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, in a way, like Ian is also working in a small firm. Like you you have shared with me before, so like you are handling like multiple projects at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, like, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, is, is your experience like uh, similar to what Ian has shared? Uh, and, and do you feel that uh, being in a smaller firm a smaller design firm means like it's more stress for you but at the same time you know you can still see the completion of projects and things like that
2: actually for me right like I mean after listening to like what Ian and Cindy shared um, I mean I do see the perks of being in a small firm uh, but of course like for my experience right it's also like it's not a lot la so I've been working at this place for like a year plus, um, and I've never so far I've never like stepped into any bigger firms also. So I wouldn't really know like how bigger firms work. Yeah, but the good thing about like being in a uh, small firm is definitely like the flexibility in terms of like um, your I I guess like there is creative more creative freedom, in a way. At least for me, la. Mm. So, um, like, things like, you know, making decisions or, like, setting a direction to um certain projects, lah. You kind of have a say in it or, like, you, like, during the brainstorm, like, session, like, everyone kind of have, like, can influence the final decision, right? So, um, I think that is something that is quite fulfilling, la, like, for, I, I guess, designers in general because it's, like, your ideas is, are, like, coming to life, right? So, that's, like, mm. a good thing, like, being in a small firm. But, of course, um, I think similar to what Ian said, you know, you have all these, but also, like, you have a lot of responsibility, so. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's always, like, there's always pros and cons to everything, so. I feel like, right now, like, because I also do have the flexibility to kind of control, like, how much work I want to handle so that is something that um mm. like I can sort of play around with to sort of like uh work together with my so, so that I can have like work-life balance one, basically so I do kind of have a bit of like mm. flexibility in terms of that yeah
0: like having more control right like sometimes I mm. feel that um, when you have a when you're in in a smaller setting um, since your voices will be heard better um you have more sway or more control with your your conversation and communication with like your boss or your directors Mm. right um it's a it's a closer relationship Mm. as compared to like in a bigger company where you know you have to go through multiple people to to reach to the top for your voice Mm. to be heard you know yeah Yeah. so because of that right then
2: like you kind of can sort of tell them to like you kind of like can share your ideas with them and then they will kind of like accept it yeah of course like commander like okay like, it's not really like commander <laughs> but you kind of can make things go the way you want to okay sorry but it sounds a lot of like manipulation but it's not it's just that like they kind of trust you more I feel yeah, yeah. because yeah. like um, as long as you show that you can do your work or like you know what you're doing like, basically then if you, you know, like, um hold the reins to the thing, then you can just, whoa, you whoa, can just whoa, lead whoa. everything, kind of, I feel lah. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can yeah. have a lot of control. Sounds like a future boss No, in the you making. can, you can huh. have a lot of control, like, in terms of, like, those kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's not manipulation, yeah, guys. Yeah. It's, it's not.
3: personal leadership.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ian. <laughs> what a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ian have to package everything. It's so dominating um, behaviour. Like, really. for all of us.
3: <laughs> no, I, 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 I think, understand that yeah. Yeah, Really
2: mm.
1: I, I think there is a very thin line Between like Trusting you To take all the reins And also like
2: uh, Throwing oh, everything boy, at you, you
1: <laughs> Yeah Letting you learn uh, Throwing you to the ocean And uh, asking you to learn how to mm. Because I think
2: Yes
1: I know Ian's boss I think I think they usually like basically that that company usually does this, right? Is it's like they showed it as a uh, trusting you with um like more responsibilities. Mm. Which is yeah. sensible now because they hire very like good people who can mm. yeah. really handle the projects. Mm. Mm. But it also looks like the employees are just being thrown to the ocean and like asked to learn how to swim by themselves. Mm. And it gets very exhausting, yeah. No, I, I I never felt that way, la.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, I, I I really never felt that way, la. Yeah, even oh. though he he seems like really that kind of person <laughs> that will throw you, wow. but but in reality, no, he really like he's he's a really like mentor figure. And I think one telltale sign is also like because he teaches, uh, mm. he used or he, at least he used to teach at our school, yeah. And he's very involved in like teaching, so he really loves like ment- mentorship. He, he values education a lot, I think. Mm,
1: okay.
3: yeah. That's good. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. yeah. I, I also well, am familiar with, like, the kind of... uh, Like, I know what kind of person Cindy's ex-boss is.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, what, hey, wait. hey, we're uh, cutting, cutting uh, out, Hold on hold on hold on. I tell you this industry up, is very
3: hold up, hold up. small. Like we, we know each other's yeah. antics. Like you wow. do one bad thing in the whole world knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you are not the only uh, friend the thing. that has gone through that, that place, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: like yeah. Other people have gone through and said the same thing.
0: Yeah. yeah and and I mean now that you 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 mention all this, uh I'm also I guess we're also interested to know or, or maybe it it'll be cool to share more about how how do you deal with, like you know, we we have been ranting on and on for almost an hour about uh you know all our issues and personal issues why we don't like this why we don't like that you know but uh like on a day to day basis right you know sometimes don't don't you guys like take a pause and and figure out eh hey, you know sometimes it's really getting too intense ah uh, like that sometimes there's just too much to do you know yeah. submissions is. You know, we have submission today, tomorrow, tonight, next day, next month, and you know, you, you don't really have time to breathe and think. So, uh, how, how do you deal with this? Uh, like the intensity of it all, and how do you make sure that you are in this, in a, how should I put it? Uh, in a safe and comfortable space for you to continue, like keep going, you know, like continue thinking creatively, Um, not, not only for work, uh, but also and how to live your life better you know like in parallel with having to deal with all the stuff at work you know how how, how do you guys do it
1: another five minutes of oh, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i want to bring up something that i also mentioned during the talk that i did for the alumni talk. So okay, then back, back story, right? I, I was somehow invited to talk to like uh no. our our student body, like the the people mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it was basically an alumni sharing. La. And then <laughs> one of the questions that I brought up was like how do we manage like workload in um, you know an industry that expects us to constantly be overworked? yeah and i really really think the key is to manage expectations i imagine it to be like in a room right um if the no matter like what you do if the room is too small you will just suffocate so i feel like the only way you can survive to actually like enlarge the room and i think that's that's how you manage like that's what managing expectations is ah uh, and I mentioned during the talk that the way I manage expectations with my boss is like I basically be very transparent to him. I tell him that uh, today these are my tasks. I'll finish this by noon. I'll finish the next task by uh, 3pm and then the next one I'll try to finish it by the end of the day. That kind of mm, thing. Mm. Uh, for this task that you asked me I don't think I can finish it uh, by tomorrow but I might um, try to do it like the following day during this period of time and things like that. So basically, I just laid out my entire plan so mm. that he knows when I ask for an extension, it is because there is already a plan in place and mm. I will definitely hit that mm. extended deadline. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is how like, I create my own breathing space mm. Um, to, to manage my work and at least, like, not do half as work, la. Like, when you rush no. things, it's always like you just um, you know, don't don't really produce anything of quality, and then sometimes mm. it's wrong, and then you have to send it back, and then you do it again, which is just like abortive work. <sighs> mm. Yeah. So so it right. it's like um, yeah la. You just just manage expectations and see what you are capable of, and just it's, it's almost like promising. Your
2: boss also that if yeah. you give me this extension, I will fulfill the, the task. Yeah, mm. actually, that's, like it's right. great that and she um Cindy brought up this cause like that's also how you build trust with like your bosses, cause like especially when you like I mean if like you're fresh grade or whatever like, I think it's good to be more transparent or like to be clear of what you can do and stuff. Cause I mean usually whenever people graduate, right? like, when you just started working and stuff, like, everyone's usually a bit more, like, scared or, like, don't really want to, like, say much or, like, talk much with, like, the higher-ups because they're afraid la. Yeah. But actually, no, you mm. should just say, like, how you feel sometimes. I mean, definitely, like, not too direct la, but, like, to sort of reason out, like, okay, why you do this or, like, why you think you cannot deliver this on time. Yeah. Like, you need to let them know, especially in, like, design field, like, um. What are the things that you can do, and then like mm. um those things that you feel like you cannot and need help, you should go and ask for help, cause if the deadline is like mm. there already, right, and then there's like no one to help you, then you're just gonna suffer, lah. Yeah. La. So like, why suffer when you can ask people to help you and they are more than willing to help you, right? Yeah. Mm. So like, yeah, yeah. It's like I think, just don't think like, oh, if um. Like, if my higher up feel like, oh, I need more people to help me, that means I suck. But no, that's not the case, what? Yeah. Mm. 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 How about you, please, Ian? Please. Yeah, that's true.
1: I, I feel yeah. like Ian has a lot of workload that <laughs>
2: I did <think> know <laughs> Ian.
1: More than, more than me. <laughs> so maybe his advice <laughs> yeah. is more valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He always looks happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's another blanket
3: <laughs> statement.
1: Happy to be exploited.
3: No, okay, on that note, first of all, like I, I I wanted to address like because when Cindy said that um she has to be transparent, she will tell like her her superiors that okay by this timing I will finish this and this. Like it's always the case for me also, like because like in office right, there's always this thing called like 7 pm email. Yeah, every day without fail, right? We, we have to send an email to our boss before we leave, like, at 7pm. Like, what have oh we god. accomplished? Oh so my if you don't, god! <laughs> if you don't, he'll text you and ask you, what have you accomplished today? Yeah.
2: Talking yeah. to
3: you. But enough, he, he forgets, uh. yeah. Oh my yeah.
1: god, that's so but, funny. Yes,
3: yes, yes. So there's always okay. that the constant kind of desire to be productive, which I think is also something that I want to address today. Like...
1: Oh, no. i think
3: that in design industry there's this unhealthy obsession with being productive and sometimes i feel that
1: mm-hmm. designers
3: have the right to be not productive and that's where we get our breathing space sometimes yeah
1: yeah Because we, we are not really
3: right. design is not something that is determined purely by efficiency mm-hmm. and like pure production yeah. we really need time for like this creative space and for us to breathe and also absorb see, experience, yeah, mm. that's where I feel we can have a bit of downtime, mm. yeah. So I, I think that sometimes this, this unhealthy obsession of being productive is actually, like, not so good, yeah.
2: Like, it kind of kills us, though.
3: That's true. Yeah. We burn out faster, actually, and I mm. think it's really about the art of pacing yourself, and how do you stay motivated, which is very, very relevant to Shahid's question, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: that is so difficult to do, though. I mean, um, I mean, I myself, I think, I think all of you guys know, I, oh, I okay, lah. I mean, Cindy took two <laughs> gap years, but I took one gap year while I was while I was in school. Um, uh, particularly because of this, I think I reached a point. I think I was so hyped up at the start. Um, I mean, just a bit of background. When I first came into uni, I wanted to do engineering, lah. I was still an engineering boy, uh, thinking that I will work with machines. Okay, stereotyping <laughs> engineers are but. Uh, but, yeah, I I really got into architecture last minute. Not not say very last minute. I think uh, the thing about uh, our university is that in our first year, they give... Uh, we, we don't have to pick a specialisation first. Um, so, everyone has the freedom to explore uh, what they want to do and then only in the second year, then you pick um, uh, what you want to specialise in lah or what's the degree that you want to take, right? Like, uh, so... For me, it was during the first year that I spent time to to explore. And I don't know, somehow when I when I came into uni I got super interested in the arts. And that was when uh, suddenly my interest in architecture came and I just made the jump. So at the start, I was super, super excited. I was uh, I really remember how during the first SEM, I was super inspired. Uh. Um, I was really driven. I think all my work was really... I don't know, I just felt energetic the whole time. But towards the end, I do feel like Wow, I really reach a point where wow, this is really burning me mm. out. You know, because I feel like I keep on trying to produce and produce and produce, uh, without actually giving my, giving myself time to uh breathe and time to eat. Even, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in previous episodes, but also I think I, uh, we 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 sometimes students, uh, design students, tend to have this ha- bad habit, uh, where you know we just want to push to finish something, mm-hmm. but we don't. Then then we tend to forget about you know uh like eating to eat or yeah. drink. You know, all the basics, basic shit, right? Like, sometimes you, you don't even bathe the whole day. Fucking <laughs> smelly, <laughs> so sometimes, like, like in studio, <laughs> that in studio, uh. I like, would like, just call them out. I like. would just call them out. Like, i say, hey, you fucking smelly, <laughs> uh, you just go and bathe first? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? You have no right to call people out. Yes. <laughs>
3: <Like,
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I mean, in architecture, everyone calls each other out. Like. Uh, it happens during panels also. So, uh, it, yeah yeah, it's just a it's just an an existential issue, right? That that everyone is always facing. Uh and it brings about a lot of bad habits, uh. You know, when when you before before AK school you don't you don't eat supper, but in Aki School you eat supper every day, mm. but you don't eat breakfast. You know that kind of thing. Like it, it really messes your body up. And it's not only about food, but it's about sleep also. Um you uh you always you always feel like okay, the whole night I need to finish this. Like uh, whatever lah, I don't need to sleep. And people, people like to brag about this shit, no? Every time in the story, oh, 5 a.m. Oh, I'm still working. <laughs> I'm still working in studio. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, submission is tomorrow. Like, I, I, I okay. It, it, kind of is. It's like complaining, right? But at the same time, it's like low key bragging. You know, it's like telling people, hey shit, yo, I 6 a.m. 6:30 6 a.m. I'm still. I still haven't slept Look at me. I'm still working in studio.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: So all these fuck all these people who's who's in uh, hostel sleeping. <laughs> what would you call that actually?
3: Like, is there a term for that? Uh, it's beyond humble breaking, really. It's really like toxic humble breaking. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's really this toxic behavior.
0: <laughs> it's, it's weird flex, I think, right? <laughs> yes, yes, Yeah, yes. it's <laughs> flex. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> flex. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird flex, right? Mm. Right, right. And I feel that, yeah, I feel that uh, it's interesting how we didn't mention this earlier in the, uh, like, you know, in our conversation right? because I feel like we always always complain about this like you know how people will spend freaking 10 minutes crafting out that story to to render that they are still in studio yes exactly you know uh, that they are still awake and 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 the story will look so nice the like, Instagram story will look so like crafted you know like, what the fuck you know what
1: they will take or <laughs> okay, not can you just go they, and sleep they take <laughs> the, the photo the, no the boomerang uh, uh, out the window right uh, with like the the sunrise the sunrise you know, yeah and they're like then they put the time step
0: there six, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my god seven, that's so true
3: uh. holy night. shit <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i i'm guilty of that uh, when i first started aki uh-huh. i think everyone was just naive uh. you know everyone everyone thought that hey, okay uh what well, is it's 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 a good thing uh, if you can last the whole night uh and finish your work or finish whatever you have to do but dude I mean, after I after I realized that I need that gap here, I need a break. Now, then I realized, wow, this is so dumb. You know? <laughs> like you're like, why are people doing this? Why are people so proud of this?
3: Like, yeah, some people you, are really you proud of.
0: Will die die early from all this.
3: Yeah, they're very proud of looking shack, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, every time I walk into the school, there's always a bunch of people like crying, like oh, yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> like help, but actually they say? don't really need help. <laughs>
0: It's so annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs>
3: they just want you to humor them. Dude,
0: there will, literally, yeah, there will literally be this this group of guys who always had the same vocabulary. It's hey, shack, uh, 7 a.m. I stay on sleep. Uh, then tell them sleep. Shit, uh. Uh, you never, never eat breakfast <laughs> today.
2: Then you buy breakfast for them. <laughs> Come out, the, the,
3: the only vocabulary they have is shack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's quite
2: funny. And they are the ones
3: that sign up for more things.
0: They overload oh. themselves.
2: <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so so I think with this also I feel that it's important right Uh, or it's difficult but it's important to not be um Affected or influenced by this kind of behavior, it's hard lah because everyone is just in the studio and everyone is just looking at the freaking same people and same everyone. When they take out their phone to look at Instagram, they freaking see the f- stories of their friends still in studio working or still in still working, you know, throughout the night. So, like, you're literally surrounded by this content like 7 mm-hmm. you know. So, it's it makes it not easy, it's, make it, it's making it super difficult for you to try and break yourself away from. Um. Being part of the norm, like being Mm. being the same as them, like same as everyone, you know. Like, I I don't know. I feel like some subconsciously you will feel like, oh shit, I also need to do lah. mm, You know,
2: mm, mm.
0: ah shit, I also need to need to stay the night. You know,
1: guilt trip for sleeping or like resting. Mm.
0: So toxic, Toxic. good lord. Man, what the fuck? Are we really gonna end on the on this note? (laughs)
1: Please on, don't. Okay, let, let's, let, let's end on a positive note. Like, on okay, I I don't know, reflecting back, right? Like, there's a lot of things to... to you know, like, that is kind of harmful in architecture. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even begin to describe like the whole part about labor exploitation that we haven't <laughs> really touched that. Touch on yeah. that, but...
0: Yeah, mansplaining. Yeah,
1: on. but it's like... <laughs> You know, I mean, both both me and Ian are still in the industry. Like, it it fulfills us because I think we are, I don't know, I guess a bit bold, but we are creating things that are actually, like, influential and, Mm. I don't know, yeah. And we are creating, like, um, you know, the future skyline of...
2: Mm
0: of wow. fucking A-stance. Uh. Yeah. We are uh, we're,
2: we're, <laughs> we're shaping and it's fulfilling, like. it, 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 it's, it's fulfilling like it's fulfilling.
0: got the ha from you. What the
1: heck? I don't know I think I remember sharing you guys uh, to you guys like this sentence I, I was like oh, well, sometimes I tear up I go into <laughs> I go
0: I into a building okay. yeah. <laughs> No,
1: you pinned this on the group chat like I, I randomly Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes
0: yeah. Yeah, up, she uh, said she tears uh, out whenever <laughs> sometimes she go into a building stop Lasha. <laughs> sit down this is really the time for you to s- fucking sit down uh, like, stop stop all this nonsense <laughs> yeah
3: okay la, but I, I understand but, you la, know, what you're saying uh, uh,
1: i cannot imagine myself doing anything else and i cannot imagine myself being um, like even art right i feel like sometimes it's it could be even more toxic for me because I there is more of a variable to compare myself to and like um that makes it a little more unstable. Uh. Yeah. I feel like architecture is a good place to be for me. Mm. At least.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean I really I really respect you guys, those who are still um, you know, strong, staying strong practicing in this industry because because I feel like I myself couldn't um or rather, I haven't really tried, but I've, I always think that I can't really, it, it's not really a fit, uh, you know, architectural practice is not fitting for me lah, hence, that's why I haven't had my hand um in architectural practice before. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the, the situations of the COVID does not even give me the space to, to try and apply sure. because I think that time really no one was actually have op- openings, you know, uh, for architecture, uh, for, for, yeah, yeah. you know, as a job lah, that during that time, so, well, yeah, that was a good discussion. Uh. I mean, we actually spent one one hour, 15 minutes or so. Mm. I mean, I probably cut some parts uh, where where said there were certain name drops here and there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was actually a fruitful discussion. Uh, it was uh, probably one of the, it's probably one of the more serious uh, yeah. uh, podcasts. Well, the way I say it, like, as though we already did 10 podcasts before this. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's a very heavy yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. it's in this. Yeah, yeah, indeed yeah indeed it topic. is. It is, and we could go for part two with this. But, mm. um, but yeah, it was quite a fruitful discussion. Uh. I mean, it's, it's really good to hear from uh, from firsthand, right? From from you guys who are still practicing, still, uh, from transition. Uh, what's the transition like from architectural school to practice? Uh, what's the experience in practice now, and how do you guys deal with it? So, um. Yeah, I guess before we end, uh, so so I think uh, earlier I, I I mentioned about the, um the art installation that we have already put up for, uh, as part of Light Tonight, uh it's starting this uh Friday fourteen January uh it's gonna last all the way up till three February, that's probably about three weeks huh? so um yeah do come visit our uh, light installation, uh it'll be at Padang or uh, rather it's currently at Padang in front of uh, right in front of our uh, National Gallery, um. I think daily it opens, what, at 7pm, right, Ian? Actually, um, I saw some of the
3: media articles, they put 10am. <laughs> so, oh, I yeah. think you are
0: allowed then to... I think 10am are for the ones that, uh, like, op- like outdoor installed. Yeah. Okay, actually, I, I don't really know, but the lights will be turned on at 7pm, <laughs> or 6.30. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, but we encourage you to visit during the day if you can as well, because I think some of these works really look different, uh, has a different look to it, uh, aesthetic to it during the day. Mm which is nice to see both sides of it. So, uh, possibly, I think, if you want to come and visit, come a bit earlier, 6.30, I would say. So, you still can see how it looks like in daylight. Mm. Um, And then, when the lights turn on, how it looks like. uh, Yeah, it'll be exciting. I mean, here I am saying that, you know, uh, our own installation is exciting. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, the whole event is exciting. So, uh, yeah, do calm down. Do calm down. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, that's it for the third episode of sit down now podcast and hopefully we'll be able to push out uh the next episode in two weeks time or if we van and i is feel, feeling very excited then we can talk about more things next week so van are you sleepy no i'm not you look sleepy right now so, yeah yeah okay <laughs> <be> world, <laughs> la. yeah okay, okay okay good night everyone okay. thanks 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 Cindy for joining for us being part of this um, yeah episode.
2: being part of episode 3 and thanks Bagus. for having us <laughs> Yes, thanks. No problem. Yeah. I think um Bye-bye. we can definitely like have another podcast oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, just wanted to sh- like um say my thanks to them because I think whatever that we covered today was like very important. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And definitely, we can it's have true. a few like more meaningful conversations though, in the future. Yeah.
0: On singles Yes, in oh, I wanted to say. <laughs> next
2: one, let, let's go no, on Next Simula. episode, sit
0: down, love La podcast. <laughs> yes. We're talking about singles <laughs> in it's a disgusting show. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so look forward to our next episode. Right. Good night.
1: Good night. Thank you,
3: everyone. Mm-hmm. Take care.